Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Future Is Now podcast. I am your host, Spencer Nakamura. I'm glad you are joining in today for episode 43, keeping excitement in your assignment. Man, I'm excited about this episode. It's going to be incredible just talking about, you know, different seasons that we're in and how do we maintain being excited for that. Um, If you haven't yet, make sure that you guys subscribe to the podcast. Click that plus sign. Also, if you're on an Apple podcast, please, please, please leave a review, uh, five stars. Tell me what you love about the podcast. That's the best way that it gets out into the world. And thank you so much for everybody. I think we're at 93 or 94 reviews, so let's try and get that number to 100. Uh, this episode is brought to you by a few different sponsors. Uh, number one is uh, my own insurance agency. Uh, make sure that if you guys are interested in getting into a different job, a stay-at-home job where you can, you know, really make an income in your pajamas, hanging out at home, being able to sell uh, life insurance, reach out to me. There's a link below to be able to schedule a call. But this is just for somebody that's looking into something else, uh, not happy with your current situation. Maybe you want uh, a higher income job, or maybe you just want more flexibility with your hours. Make sure that you click on that link. I would love to talk to you. Number two is brought to you by Theos U. So um, if you are ever in a spot where you are overwhelmed by the Bible, trust me, we've all been there. And so Theos U is a platform created to help people understand the Bible uh, and really have good hermeneutics, have good biblical knowledge and theology when it comes to understanding scripture. So they have a huge library of all different types of topics like spiritual gifts, evangelism, deconstruction, battle for the Bible, and so, so, so much more. Uh, there's a link below that you can click and sign up. Uh, if you use the code FUTURE10, that's FUTURE10, you get 10% off your first month and support the podcast while you learn more about the Bible. Finally, we all know that uh, finances, you know, they're a huge part of our lives and stewarding our wealth um, is part of what we should be concerned with. And the only problem is there's just so much bad information when it, when it's, when it comes to where to put your money and what's best for you. So, if there's a link below, you can click on it. And what you can do is schedule a link chat with one of our financial experts. And what he will go through is a financial vehicle that allows you to grow your money every year consistent with market gains without risking loss. It's also liquid if you need it and it's completely tax-free. Also, there's this is a vehicle that grows your money tax-free. And so most businesses and wealthy People in America will use this as an avenue to help protect them um, and to help keep their finances in order and help them avoid taxes. So if this is something that speaks to you as a business owner, as somebody that wants to steward their money better, uh, check out the free consultation below with our financial pro, uh, professional. Also, this is a huge advantage for any business owners out there as it is a 100% tax write-off. So make sure you guys check that out. But enough of that for now. I'm excited to get into this episode. I hope that you are ready. Get out your notes. Um, take some down message me on Instagram at Spencer Nog. Make sure you're following along and talking. I love dialoguing with you guys, but let's get into this episode of The Future Is Now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Future Is Now podcast, where you can discover your calling, live with passion and purpose, and learn how to be the leader of the future. We all have a voice that people need to hear, and it's time to get the confidence to use our gifts to better the world. If you're here to grow in the things of God and develop a healthy mindset, you are in the right place. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get excited about today's episode. All right, awesome. Hey, let's just dive right into this. Um, I'm excited for this episode. Uh, it's how to maintain excitement for your assignment. Um, now, when I say excitement for your assignment, you know, what is an assignment? 
that's the first thing that we have to define, obviously, is what is an assignment. I think sometimes it's like one of those Christianese words, you know, where it's like you say it and you don't know what it means and what is an assignment. And we can overcomplicate it. But at the end of the day, what I mean by assignment when I'm talking about it is simply it's just where God has placed you in this season, where God's placed you. Now, assignments can be long, lifetime, it can be seasonal, you know, but really it's just like, hey, maybe you're a student right now. Maybe you're going to college, getting your degree, that's an assignment. Uh, Maybe you're a pastor, uh, maybe you're a spouse, a parent, a friend, a business owner. Um, There are just different assignments that I feel like God places us in for us to steward and to do well in it. And I've talked to a a lot of people about this idea of, man, it's so exciting when you start something, right? Like there can be a lot of excitement when you start, uh, for instance, like let's talk about this podcast and for, you know, I was excited to start the podcast and obviously, you know, I'm still, there's, there's still the excitement there, obviously. Um, but sometimes when you start something or you feel like God's called you to do something and you're in a season, um, some time goes by then all of a sudden it loses its, uh, appeal. It loses its excitement. It's like, oh, this was awesome at first. And now I hate my life doing this and I have no passion for it. And I talk to a lot of people that go through these ruts where it's like, man, I'm, I'm in a season right now where I just have lost the excitement for what I feel like God has called me to do. So um, the reason I did this episode is just because just to speak to that of like, man, how do we maintain excitement for your assignment? Um, I think that it has a lot to do with a couple things that we're going to talk about. Um, the two main things really uh, being distractions and hardship. But before that, you know, I think we complicate a lot in this life. As, especially as Christians, I feel like Christians, we just complicate everything. Like people will just complicate their lives so much and it gets stressful. I mean, when everything's complicated, it gets really stressful. Um, and it's easier to break it down and make things simple, right? We got to narrow in our focus whenever we're talking about something to really get down to the bottom line of what we're actually talking about. And so when we're talking about an assignment, you know, I think it's really important to sit down and write out what you think your assignment is in this season. You know, I I had a, somebody that, um, asked me a question on Instagram and they said, Hey, what do you think, what are you called to in the season? I think that's what they said. What are you called to? And it really was, you know, for me, it's like lead my family well, serve my church well, steward this podcast well, lead my family well, serve my church well, steward my podcast well. And I noticed that, man, when I just make it simple, right? When I can make it consolidated and something that actually makes sense to me, things get a lot easier and you're able to prioritize and manage your life a lot better. So many people are just so bad at managing their lives because they have a million things going on, but they have no priority or structure or importance. And so they feel like they're, you know, their life is chaotic and their hands are in so many baskets. But when you really just prioritize what you have in your assignment in like in the season right now makes it a lot easier to be able to narrow in that focus. So the first step is even, hey, let's define what you think your assignment is. Write down the priorities of your life of what you feel like God has called you into this season. And then from there, you'll be able to really um, just break it down and make it really simple. Um, so, you know, we can talk about first the one of the things that I think that um, we can get or that lets us or makes us lose excitement for our assignment is distractions. Um, the biggest thing is number one is distractions. You know, 
Um, I think that there's so there's so much going on in our world, and it's so easy to get distracted. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day, think, talking about assignments, right? I mean, think about like a couple hundred years earlier. It's like, oh, some most people's assignment was literally just like, oh, I'm a farmer. I go out and I, I tend to my land and I make sure that my family's taken care of. And like their worries weren't, um, their worries weren't, oh, Instagram, my followers, their worries weren't, oh my gosh, like the political landscape. Well, no, their worries were like, oh, winter's coming. I got, I got to make sure that my family will survive winter. Like it was very straightforward. Now I'm not saying like, hey, let's go all live in an Amish community, but I am saying that there are so many things that want to grab our attention in today's world. And so many things are just not important to you or your life. Um, so many things like, I don't know how many times you've done this, but sometimes I'll go on like, let's say Facebook or Instagram or, or I'm watching TV or I see a clip and somebody says something and it just like irritates me and it just bothers me. And I'm like, man, why am I being bothered by somebody I don't even know who lives halfway around the world from me? That makes no sense to me. And so um, we have to make sure that we get our distractions taken care of. And I will say this, even a good thing can be destructive if it's distracting you from your thing, right? Even a good thing taken out of context in terms of like, man, if there's a good thing, but all of a sudden it's taking all of my attention away from what God has show, uh, give or called me to focus on in this season, that's still a destructive thing. And I, I love in First uh, Timothy 3, 1 through 5, it says this. It says, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be uh, the office of an overseer, he desires a noble task. Cool. Like if you want to be an overseer, noble. But check this out. It says, therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. And I love this, verse 5. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? If somebody doesn't know how to manage their own household, how can they care for God's church? Essentially, what it's saying is this. Hey, check this out. If you can't handle your own business, why are you worrying about other people's business? If you can't handle your own household, your own life, then hold on. Why are you even concerning yourself or trying to get your hands or responsibilities in other avenues? And I think that is one of the biggest things that we do as believers, as Christians is, hey, guess what? I need to take care of myself first and then I can worry about other things that I feel like God wants me to do and the passions that are within my heart. But people nowadays, they're just so distracted. They're just like, ooh, ooh, new thing. Like, ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy, right? And they just get lost on this trail because they're so distracted. It, I read something that's actually, it's actually really sad. So the, the average human span, uh, attention span, it's dropped to eight seconds. So the average human is, you know, human attention span. They can focus on something, you know, naturally for eight seconds. A goldfish is nine seconds. Humans have dropped below a goldfish in terms of what they, what they can be, what their attention span is, what they can, you know, really focus on at one time. So we have to think, how does this affect me? Well, it affects us because sometimes when we haven't dealt with stuff 
in our own lives, like our own issues, um, it's easy to distract ourselves with things that are going good. And that's not um, the, the right priority. Like we're talking about priority and structure. Number one priority on your assignment, guess what? You are assigned to be a follower of Jesus. You are assigned to take care of your own heart, to take care of yourself and make sure that you're good. But so many times people are like, oh yeah, I haven't dealt with this in my life. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on building my business over here because that's being successful. I don't have to think about that. Or, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go, you know, worry about my ministry over here because that's really flourishing and it makes it, makes it so I don't have to focus on the things that are going on in my life. It's not, it's not the right priority. The first assignment is making sure that you're good, that you're healthy, that you're able um, to be responsible with what God has stewarded you to do, which is, first of all, your own relationship with the Lord. Then let's, let's explore. Uh, but so many times we get uh, distracted by, you know, distracted by other ancillary things. And what I love in scripture is I just love the story of David. I think that there's so much that we can pull from it. Oh my gosh, what do you mean? It's the Old Testament. That's not the New Testament, but you know, that's, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's just a lot of people that don't think about the Old Testament enough. And there's so much truth that can be extrapola extrapolated from the Old Testament. And what I love is uh, the story of David. So what I love about David is he literally, I mean, he really just tended to what God and his assignment was, right? It's just, it's not that complicated. He, he tended to the sheep. It's not the noblest job. I mean, he was like the bottom of the barrel when it came to his siblings. He was the eighth in line. But then when Samuel the prophet came, uh, his dad was like, hey, let me grab all my sons. And he only grabbed seven of them. And, you know, David's out with the sheep hanging out. Weird farmer kid out with the sheep. And, you know, Samuel's going through and he's like, wait a second. Nah, none of these are uh, going to be anointed um, to take over. Uh, is this all you have left? And David's dad's like, uh, no, right? Because he doesn't want to show David because it's the last of the sons. And then Samuel says, okay, well, why don't, where, where's everybody else? And, uh, you know, dad says, oh, well, there's David. And he's just, you know, he's hanging out with a sheep out back, but, you know, doesn't pay much mind to it. Samuel says, grab him. And he grabs him and he looks at him and he says, yep, this is the one. And anoints him on the spot. Going to be the king of Israel. And what I love about that story is it wasn't like David knew, oh, Prophet Samuel's coming. Okay, okay, Prophet Samuel's coming. I got to figure out, you know, I got to figure out how to make sure I look the best. I got to present myself. Oh, dad doesn't want me to come inside, but I'm going to sneak inside because I want Samuel to see me. No, he was just doing what his assignment was. And then guess what? God promoted him. God gave him opportunity. And I heard this the other day and I loved it. And I'm sorry because I forgot who said it, but... I want to be able to really walk into opportunity. Meaning this, I'm not worried about it because here's, if I'm faithful to what God has given me as an assignment, guess what? God's going to bring opportunity to me if that's what he wants. He's going to bring promotion to me. 
But so many times we just look to be able to have a stepping stone in in a leg up in what we're doing. What's the next best thing? What's the next best place? And we get distracted by so many things. Ooh, that person's starting a business. Yeah, I mean, I could do right what I'm doing right here, but it's not that exciting. Even though I feel like God's called me to do it, so I'm gonna start a business. Or I'm gonna, you know, I I really want to be a a, pa- a youth pastor, and I feel like God's called me to this house. But this person over here, a job opening just happened over there, and I, I feel like I'm supposed to still be here, but there's an opening over there. And so I'm just going to step into that. I just think that that's so backwards. Like David was tending to the sheep and then opportunity found him as he was being faithful to what he was assigned to do. So, um, one of the biggest things that we have to combat in terms of, Hey, how do you have excitement for your assignment? Stop getting distracted. Stop, start worrying really about where God has assigned you and make that the best place ever. Make that the best opportunity that you have ever been given. Like start, it's all about perspective and like choosing your attitude, right? If you hate your job, it's an attitude problem. It's not, it's sorry, like, sorry if that's harsh, but like if you hate your job, it's an attitude problem. If you hate your boss, it's an attitude problem, right? I've had people that I've had bosses in my life that I didn't like. And guess what? I was praying to God one time and I was like, rain down lightning on this dude because I hate him. You know, like what are the, you ever have those prayers where it's like, God, can they just, can they just like, you know, not, I was, I was going to say die, but that's, that's a little, a little exaggerated, but where I'm saying like, man, this guy sucks. God, can you fire him? Like make, you know, get him out of my life. But it was one of those times where God really just, you know, convicted in me in the terms of like, okay, again, David always goes back to David. David was under Saul and guess what? Even though you are not in the optimal place in terms of your boss, you still can learn. You can learn what you don't want to replicate when you're a boss. And so that season was easy for me. I just, anytime I was frustrated, I said, thank you, God, because I am seeing a picture of what I don't want my leadership to look like. It's all about perspective. Okay. So stop being distracted and then you'll have excitement for your assignment. When you become focused and you learn about growing where you're at, it's going to help you to be more excited about your son. And then number two is this hardship. Um, you know, hardship, it just sucks, right? Hardship, valley seasons, they're not fun. They're not meant to be fun. But I think there's a level of acceptance that we can have with hardship. So number one is this, you should know that hardship is coming. My pastor always says, you know, you're either um, in a season, in a hard season, coming out of a hard season, or going into a hard season. Right. It's like, well, if you're at the mountaintop, you better get ready for the valley. If you're in the valley, you should have hope that there's a mountaintop coming. So, cause life is ebbs and flows. Life is seasons and hardship will find you. Uh, you know, this, this whole idea that like when you're, when you're following the Lord, you nothing, you know, you'll have a peace obviously that can't be explained, but that doesn't mean that you're, you're not going to go through seasons that are incredibly tough and incredibly, incredibly hard. And there's going to be moments where you're frustrated and sad and, and feel defeated. And that's just part of being a human. It's just part of living on an earth that's filled with sin, that's filled with bad people, that's filled with ulterior motives. People are going to hurt you. Things are going to work out. Failure is going to come. And that's just part of life. Wow. Thanks, Spencer. Thank you so much for the encouragement. You're welcome. I know you feel so encouraged by that. But there's a level that we can be okay and accept hardship. Like when you're prepared for it, when it, when you're like, okay, yes, 
I'm ready for this because I'm expecting it. There's a different attitude that comes with it because just because you're facing hard seasons doesn't mean they're doing something wrong. Sometimes it's just life that hits you. But I, I love this is that anything that's like worthwhile, I mean, we got to think about this. Anything that's worthwhile in life is going to have pain involved with it, right? Because you think about, okay, where there's pain, usually it's where you're feeling stretched and that grows your capacity, right? So we have to be okay with the sense of if we want to grow, if we want to become better, it's going to involve uncomfortable seasons. It's going to involve hardship because anything that's worthwhile requires pain. And there can be, we can have acceptance within that. Um, I always say this, you, you should be able, you should pick your hardship. So life is going to be hard one way or the other. Okay. But you can pick your hardship. And what I mean by that is this, like let, going to the gym is hard. Everybody's like, yes, somebody that understands me going to the gym is hard, but guess what? Living in a healthy lifestyle and dealing with those issues when you're 50, 60, 70, 80, it's a lot harder. It's going to be a lot harder, right? Um, being disciplined in your prayer life and your devotional life, that is hard sometimes. Sometimes it's really hard. Guess what? Living apart and disconnected from the Holy Spirit is going to be a heck of a lot harder for you. That's what I mean when it comes to being, you know, being consistent in prayer is hard. But guess what? Feeling disconnected from God is so much harder. Going out on a limb and trying to make new relationships and new friendships is hard. Uh, but guess what? Living alone in an isolated life is a lot harder. Having difficult conversations is hard, but having bitterness grow in your heart is a lot harder. You have to be able to choose your hardship. And I'm going to choose the hardship that makes me better in life, right? I I'm not going to opt out on the on the, 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 the delayed hardship, because that's where we get to a place where we're not healthy. We're not doing good. It's because we took the easy road in the beginning. Now we're stuck with all this that we've walked into. So when you understand that hardship is, is a part of life, number one, you're going to stop living like a victim. Okay. You're going to stop living like, woe is me, why is everything happening to me? And you're going to actually make a difference and make change in your life. And you're going to get better from it. And number two is when you are willing to pick the good hardship versus the, the, the bad hardship, that means that you're going to walk into a season where you're so much better and so much more equipped. Okay. So that's the two things really that I would say is having the excitement for your assignment deals with number one, just eliminating the distractions as much as possible, right? Get your, get your focus, right? Stop being concerned with things that don't matter. And number two is, is just accepting hardship as it is. You're going to have seasons where you're like, man, this is really difficult in what God has called me to do. And that involves businesses, that involves marriages, that involves being planted at a church, that involves uh, having uh, solid friendships, that involves having a job that you don't like, that involves everything. But if you're dedicated to saying, God, give me the ability to appreciate my season and appreciate my assignment and be better from it, I promise you opportunity is going to start finding you. You're not going to have to go looking and searching and promoting and doing all these cringy things for God to do what he wants to do in your life if you're just focused on your assignment. I promise you. So um, that's all I have for you guys today. 
I hope that you guys are encouraged to have more excitement for your assignment. Um, thank you so much for listening to The Future Is Now or watching if you're on YouTube. Um, man, it means the world to me that you guys are, are a part of this family um, listening along. Uh, if you like the episode, if you have questions, make sure to reach out to me on, on Instagram at Spencer Knock to, to DM me some questions. Um, I, I always love engaging with you guys on there. Make sure that you guys, if you haven't yet written a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, that's the best possible way for, to get it out into the world. Um, thank you guys for all those that have done a review. Uh, make sure that you guys are paying close attention. I want to start going two episodes a week. Um, I just want to kind of get back in the rhythm of doing once a week. So I know um, I used to do two episodes a week and I want to eventually get back to that. So uh, stay tuned. Um, keep up to date with it. But until then, um, I love you guys. I hope you have a great week. I hope that you learn to be content and solid and grow within your assignment. Um, we'll see you next time on The Future Is Now.